What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the what date is it, James? October 21st. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> the October 21st yep. edition of One Eight Radio coming at you here on YouTube.com as well as live in the Wrestling Square Circle Facebook group. So make sure you guys add yourselves to that if you're seeing this on YouTube. Uh, James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just uh, just right now I'm watching Sunday Night Football, uh, Bengals and Chiefs um, right now, but also doing this. How to be doing this? I mean. We, you know, I think we, I think we kind of have morphed into almost feeling like we do two shows between um, the the uh, the Tuesday show and also this show, um, but like there's so much other stuff that happens after um, from whether it's the news, um, whether it's um, the Observer coming out or it's like whatever happens in the rest of the thing that we we're able to talk about everything besides that. So like, there's actually some stuff to talk about, um, like. I mean, that dude is, like, r- really, 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 really dead. Yes. So, like, you want to yes. talk about, like, I, so is that, is that a report? I didn't, I didn't, like, look at it recently or whatever uh, in the, in the line. I, I didn't have it on the format, but, yeah, it looks even, it, it looks even worse uh, than it did last week. And I went on kind of a passionate speech about why they shouldn't do the show last week. And this was before I found out that they cut Buddy up and then was carrying him out, uh, you know, of the embassy in suitcase in suitcases or whatever, like, you know, that it, like the story now is almost on some Will Chamberlain shit. It's always bigger. It's always worse. It's always like, we don't know what the fuck happened, but people can like, you can say anything and it sounds like it, you know, it'll go. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Like, I don't, I mean, there's, I still, I still have no doubt in my mind. That, like they're still doing that show, but, um, yeah, I, it's just another one where like, why do you? Why do y'all always have to come off looking bad? Always, like, 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 where is when? When do they, when do they ever do good work in WWE? It's not. It's not like they're, they're not like soaking it for all the all the PR out of it that they can. Oh, man, and I and I think the the worst thing about this now is it becomes clearer what that first show was like. When this is not, you know, and I've heard people say, hey, you know, if the, the U.S. like they, they we run shows in America, they have stuff going on, you know, in America, obviously, with human rights and everything like that. Absolutely. But this the shows that they run in America, they're not being paid for by the government to tell you how great the country is. There's a difference there. And I feel like people are just leaving out. And there's also the part where, you know, like this is kind of the home base. Um, it'd be one thing if WWE was yeah. in, was like going to another Western country that, that also has the same, um, the same issues and are running big shows for that amount of money. And it's, you know, and it's under a political regime that, um, that is iffy. Like, I, like, it's not, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Like, I mean, people like, you know, got to come up whatever they want to justify or, uh, apologize for, um, this making that bag. Like, my thing is this, like, we understand what it is. Like, I don't, I don't really know. I need to get on a soapbox about how. Don't lie to us. Sorry. I was just like, just stop lying to us. Like, <laughs> like I'd have more respect. They were like, yeah, it's a really great business opportunity. I mean, the wrestlers, like if they didn't, if they didn't portray themselves as this company that's out to change the world, I don't think people would have, have the issues with this. Well, I mean, that's the line you have to give out to be able to like be able to justify somehow, some way, as far from on their end, right? They're like, you know, we're trying to affect change by being here, and it's like, sure, sure you are. Um, <laughs> I mean, sure, sure. Uh, like, I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate being lied to for the sake of that amount of money. I can appreciate that. Be like, look, what else are they gonna say? They can't just come back and look, man. They paid us a whole bunch of money, and they are killing people, but we still gonna go. That ain't gonna work. Like you can't say that, right? Yeah. But like, you know, take a couple look at the comments. Um, so Simon says JBL claiming that WWE can change the world when they couldn't book two Asian megastars with half the work already done for them is the epitome of a joke. Uh, Caleb said, "Rich, that's also a false equivalency," and I think that was when um, I basically said about uh, you know. 
them running shows in America. Right, right. Simon also said the greatest Royal Rumble was nothing but PR for the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Exactly. All those commentators should be ashamed of themselves, especially Michael Cole. Uh, Simon also <laughs> says that change the world line is the same propaganda from the XFL documentary saying how Vince had a vision to unify wrestling. Hey, I'm sorry. Like, I don't remember that, but I have to check that out, Simon. Yeah, I think a lot. I think the both sailed on a lot of that stuff. Um, it, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, and you know, sometimes you, sometimes you just gotta lie. Um, and at this point, okay. So, given where we are, right? Given where we are with the stockholders, uh, given where we are with with uh, the story that came out, given where we are with um, what we know relationship it, or uh, the dynamics of um, Linda's situation, um, and all this, like what. In theory, what would be the right move to do? What would be the right move for a for a person that's running this business? In your At opinion, this point, like you, for so me, no, I wouldn't. I well, wouldn't do this because shit. we don't know, like, if they are stuck. They are stuck with this deal for the next how, x number of years. We don't know if like they can just do this show and then basically back out. We don't know if they're contractually obligated to do the propaganda that they did at uh, Greatest World Rumble this like every single time they do one of these shows. We don't know none of that stuff. So I don't first I, I don't think they were just doing that off the love, telling them how great Saudi Arabia is and how progressive they are and they let women drive and all that other stuff. In addition to the problems with the seating in the venue um so i i feel like that is a part of the deal like and if you're saudi arabia right now uh you're not getting what you're paying for because wwe is mentioning nothing about your country right now they're just saying crown jewel is happening on the wwe network it's gonna be really interesting when they have to look those guys in the face in saudi arabia and say yeah we can't do what y'all paid us to do or they just do it and then they have to just look at the rest of their consumers like jordan shrugged I mean, I imagine there has to be some way that they can basically put up two feeds, and then one feed is they do the same. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Seems much like a scam, but I imagine right that if let's say you know you're doing the PR for a similar to how they talked about how um, Metropolitan, the uh, the Melbourne, Australia area was um, in, during parts of Super Showdown. Like, is there a way for Vince to be able to get a scam on where, like, he put up two feeds and then on one feed is basically extra long commercials and that goes to everywhere else in the world. And then, like, there's one feed that, that airs in Saudi Arabia or whatever else. And it's and he has actually the PR on it. And then, like, no, he'll, and people will never find out. Is there some way he can get away with this? He going to have to, to geo-block the rest of the world's uh, shit for in Saudi Arabia to make something, sure they don't see it? Something. Something. I think that's about the best. I think that's about the best idea that somebody can come up with, it, and it's absolutely ridiculous on his head. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't see him right. doing that. Um, so Simon says, uh, "Oh, what up, Joe? Joe Saba." Um, Simon's like, "The best move is to take the financial hit and maintain their image, because um, that half a billion isn't equal to ten years of revenue from everywhere else." I think um, that is something to think about because they are essentially getting. Like they're gonna be making what they're making off of these shows, essentially. Like the profit that they're getting from it is around two to three million dollars. When they that Fox deal kicks in, they're gonna be getting that amount for every, I believe, every SmackDown. I don't know if that's profit, but I think that may be revenue. No, I'm not okay. sure. So, well, hold on. This okay, so. Yes, technically that is they're making two million dollars on this show. However, we don't know if that's just an upfront consideration because they had to pay for like set design and stuff, and that shit is basically over there holding up in storage forever. And then like, you know, they're gonna recoup that basically whatever else. Which means like even if that was because if they're making two million dollars off this or whatever else, after people thought that it's somewhere between they're making like somewhere between twenty five million dollars to fifty million dollars a show, then like. I don't know else other than explain other than they took that they're taking a big hit on the front end and like they're definitely coming back because they have to be able to make their profit by coming by coming back and doing another show. Um yeah. now as far as the SmackDown thing, I believe it's a situation where they're making like roughly a million dollars a show. Or no, I'm sorry, because it's 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 a billion dollars for five years, right? Or yeah. one point whatever, um two billion. Yeah. 
Well, or, or, yeah, it's a billion dollars for five years on one, and I think one point two for five years on the other. Yeah, so they're gonna yeah, so they're gonna be making more money on um on TV than they are for pay per views. Yeah, what, man. So yeah. it, it's just rough to talk about, man, because like that dude's literally dead. He's never coming back, and this is a perfect storm of a guy that was a U.S. citizen, a vocal critic of the Saudi Arabian government, and someone like with enough kind of ties to make the needle move. This isn't like me or you getting snatched uh, <laughs> by Saudi Arabia. So this is like it's, it's going to be a real um, awakening. For WWE, who, to their credit, has tried to stay as apolitical as possible uh, with Linda McMahon being in the Trump administration. And it's like, is are, like you know, is Trump going to step in and be like, yeah, y'all shouldn't do this show? Because we have senators reaching out from both sides of the aisle that are like, hey, y'all should like reconsider, uh, uh, read some literature on the subject. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> I'd seriously. It's just too. It's so much that we have to ask right now, and then I feel like we're gonna get some ugly decisions that really show us who these people are, as much as they try to hide it. Yeah, I I seriously doubt that part's gonna happen. um, As far as like Trump uh, talking out on Saudi Arabia, Um, I mean, because you got to think like Trump also came out and said he believed the original uh, story about like you know he came in. And we can't find them or whatever. Uh, that's the, the original one, the, the part, whichever. Like basically, has more and more. To, every new story that came out, more and more inching towards. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this dude's actually dead and cut, chopped up, um, or in pieces. Like he believed every one of those stories online. So, um, and he has a and he has a history with, with the pre, with um with um was it MBS or MSB? So. Uh, MBS. Yeah, MBS. He has a he has a relationship with this person, so it's like okay. And it's like they, you know, it's a thing. Apparently, we need Saudi Arabia on our side, you know, in our war or quote unquote, you know, if it was all to go down, we want them on our side. Uh, and you know, we sell them these weapons and everything else. This is so much bigger than wrestling, but wrestling's just this little part that's tied up in it that can influence a lot. So, um. So Joe was like, uh, as much as we hate it, no matter what business you're in, you take the money. Uh, yeah. Joe said, yeah. it's got to be eight figures. Oh, okay. So I feel like when I feel like in most cases, you take the money. Right. And that falls in line with my old theory, like, you know, with college basketball players, which I feel like just gets better by the year. When you're that high, you got to go like, yeah. but, but, but when you're in the position to turn the money down and be okay, I think that's when you have to reconsider whether you have to take the money or not. Yes. However, yes, you're absolutely right. In a theory, if you have enough money to turn something down and it's something that is against your, uh, your moral fabric, then yeah. However, I'm not so convinced that this is against Vince's moral fabric that someone that one person is dead like that. Like Vince don't give a shit, or whoever else is. Yeah, he ain't never met that dude. Very rare you're gonna find that. Like Um, Joe also said, is wrestling. Not good. Yeah, Joe also said it's wrestling, and it sucks that it has to get political with this show. I'm sure there are fans in Saudi Arabia that want to see the show still. I think the fans in Saudi Arabia, Joe, are actually like, there is as as much of the bottom of the totem pole on this thing as we are. Like, as far as, like, when, you know, what WWE cares about uh, hearing it. This show is not about the fans of Saudi Arabia. This show is about propaganda propping up the, um, you know, the 2020 vision, 2030 vision. I believe yeah. that that's what they call it. It's this 20- is like a show where they're selling, they're selling these tickets for $2 a piece. You know, you could say that's a nice gesture for uh, WWE to make that available for the fans, but the ticket, this is a sold show. Like, what- <laughs> like this is like, even here. yeah. Like they're not going over there all for the love of the game. Nope. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to transition from this. What else is there to talk about now? Uh, um, on, on that show, 
I, I guess we should talk about AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. Now, this is a big, big match and rivalry for a lot of fans, myself included, James included, a lot of you guys listening to this show. The night after WrestleMania 34, they immediately went to this match, and I was like, what are you guys doing? Now they're booking this in Saudi Arabia with Daniel Bryan having been just fumbled time after time after time this summer. Uh, and I come to the same question almost what are you doing? I don't know. Like, what what percentage chance are you put on it right now that you think there actually be the title change? Like, do you even put it at 25%? I don't think be a title change at all. I'm no. kind of on that level, too. It's like they just put on a big show. They just put on a big match for this show, and they really have no idea what they want to do with it. Uh, so I – I don't. I really don't think necessarily have the most. Um, I really don't think they're like that invested in this in that program either. Um, as yeah, is right now, they, so they I don't really know. Route. They went that traditional route with tagging. Um, I will be really pissed if it leads to nothing for the Usos after going over on Daniel Bryan, who is challenging for your championship. If that you know, I had no problem with the match how it went. You know, they did like a standard thing. I think they actually should run it again. And this time, like, you know, at this point, you don't already went there. Now they've got to pin AJ. But this sucks because why are you beating both guys when you're supposed to be like saying, yo, these are the two best guys on our brand? This is an awkward strategy to say the least. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think right now. Who is the if there was a fourth team on SmackDown Live right now? Well, who would it be the fourth tag team, number four tag team? So we've got the Bar, we got the New Day, we got the Usos. Who? Sanity? Oh shit, they maybe really guys do exist. Like, I I mean, I would say that like their way to get out of that would have been the if they had guys are gone. Sorry, because the Bludgeon guys are gone. Right. Right. I would say, like, in retrospect, the way it would have gone been to have wrestled Sanity, but it's SmackDown 1000, and Sanity ain't been on TV in weeks, so why the fuck we put them on TV? Um, right. the, Us- the Usos are, everyone, I mean, the Usos have been have been moved to the side because there's only allowed to be one t- uh, one SmackDown tag program at a time, um, but they still, they still have tons of credibility, so I see why you put them all out there for that, but, like, that's one of those where it's like, I don't know if either you should be beating anybody in this match right now. Yeah, man. And as I like kind of mentioned on some previous shows, it doesn't feel like the right time for Daniel Bryan. And sending like his return way over there takes a certain amount of soul out of it. Because like, could they pull a switcheroo? And and do a Daniel Bryan title change to make everyone happy and forget about you know the the bullshit that they're doing over there. I think that's in the picture too. But um, that's like a that's like a fringe lunatic like opinion. I feel like um, I don't know, man. This Styles and Bryan thing feels dry, and I think it needs to pick up this week. Like they need to start doing something. But it seems like they're they've already taken a step down a pretty predictable and boring direction. Uh, pretty much the opposite of each time. But this Brian and uh, AJ thing, it just feels substandard. And, 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 and you can't really compare it to the Universal title because that is just in itself dry as hell too. So it's like both of these belts look like shit. Like, we're just, we're in that time of the year. We're in that time of the year. Every October never fails. I get And it, this has been happening. I remember uh, October 2014, it was horrible. Same deal, like, just pretty much every, every like, you know, year that I've been watching, like, October is a really rough time for whatever reason for WWE. And it's weird because they've done, they've done, They've done some good work. They put on some recent spat that have been a lot better television compared to even like going into SummerSlam. Um, but it feels like it almost feels like I'm almost already tired from all the 
all the like recent big shows where it's like it's every three, every two to three weeks of some new shit. And now it's like, all right, so was it this weekend or next weekend? Like, is it this coming weekend? Evolution, is evolution or, is there, or is there two episodes of Raw before uh, Evolution? I think this is the go home show. Okay, so yeah, it is because it's the twenty first. Yeah, so next weekend we're gonna have Evolution. And then days later, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have uh, the the Saudi Arabia show, and then after that, we got like you know, basically like three weeks build into Survivor Series, and it's, a lot, and it's like we got you know, we have the uh, the Universal title on ice, we got Intercontinental title on ice, we have the uh, U.S. title nowhere to be found, um. The hottest guy, the hottest guy in the entire uh, SmackDown roster, like no, nowhere on the show. Samoa Joe gone. Like we, like we're gonna have Evolution. He's gonna have like nineteen guys booked for it. Sorry. Yeah, Crown Jewel's gonna have like nineteen guys booked for it. We're gonna get to it later, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you take the tournament, that's seven matches right there. That's seven matches. It's gonna be like ten, sh- 10 matches on the show. Yep, you got both title matches and then DX match. That's it. Like, <laughs> like you don't really need much else. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, but it's like, okay, so Samoa Joe does all that work, and then like, you don't even take him over there. He's just gone. Like, like, what is gone. the intrigue for this tournament? Time. Like what is it? What is the entry for the tournament? Is it the same as the entry for winning the we'll, greatest we'll, Royal Rumble belt and trophy? We'll get there. Um, <laughs> so the uh, let's go to some of the comments. I think we got on the YouTube as well. Uh, Dan was saying he thinks he's going to unsubscribe to the network because of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but n- not until after Evolution. Uh, Umer Rabani said, "Where's Evolution? Evolution is going to be in Staten Island, New York." And GUW09 says the Usos have been sidelined. So <laughs> appreciate you uh, uh, using the joke there. Um, looks like we got some Facebook comments as well. Uh, Simon said the Brian and AJ, uh, it should be a Royal Rumble WrestleMania match. The fact we're getting it at Crown Jewel is a bad sign. Uh, Simon says, bro, they ran Cena and Orton again in October 2014 and debuted Ghost Wyatt. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Simon said the intrigue of the tournament is to watch the seniors division take shape. Boy, okay. boy. I mean, I'm just, it, it, I'm just over the mellow. I guess we should just go there now and then we'll talk about evolution after. Okay. Okay. So the WWE world cup tournament, um, they have uh, eight guys in this thing. So the eight guys, the four guys kind of on the raw side, John Cena, uh, we've got Kurt Angle, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, on the SmackDown side, we got Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, mm, who else? The Miz, and Jeff Hardy. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't or know, man. Eight Americans. Uh, yeah, eight Americans. I don't know if that's like you know the whole thing. I think they should have named it something different. But we've we've got the story that Saudi Arabia wanted their own World Cup too, just to stick it to uh, Qatar, and that's just hilarious on I fifty mean, levels to me. Look, well, yeah, because one, this is a fake fucking sport, and two, like, and other one is like the most popular sport in the world. Like, whatever. And also, there's another thing where it's like, look, dude. Um, you have the World Cup to turn the best in the world, and chances are, like, you have decisions on booking or some decisions on booking. Why would you decide to not have not, a, not have all Americans? That's weird. This is weird. I, I, I don't know. I want to know who booked this tournament. Was it like the – is the prince literally booking this tournament? Like, yeah, I want these guys in the tournament, and then, you know, you guys do whatever. Like, what is happening here? Because this is like – that's the way they got rid of all the international people. They got rid of Nakamura. They got rid of Rusev. They got rid of McIntyre. They got rid of literally everybody. <laughs> and that's, See, and they didn't have to beat anybody. He's just in it. And that's the thing that makes it so weird is, like, they clearly, clearly could have used McIntyre in this tournament. 
They didn't yeah, use I, it. I mentioned it last week on the show. They could have had him win the motherfucker. Like, that's just... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever. Like, who do you... Th- I mean, we talked about this la- on the last... No, this is- on the Tuesday episode. Like, who do you have winning this thing? You said Seth should so, win it. I mean, I don't... I mean, I... <clears throat> I, 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 I don't really know. I, I mean, you can make it. You can make a decision. No, I don't no, know. No, I don't really well, care. I, I, I said that Seth should be in the finals. So, like, if it was me, I would just split it along Raw SmackDown lines. Like, no, I don't really need to, like, muddy up, you know, the thing. Because, obviously, uh, these guys have, like, you know, things they can play off of. So, round one, I would do John Cena and Kurt Angle. Like, just do that match as a senior match and get that shit over with. And I put Kurt Angle over because it ain't like Cena going to be around. So, uh the next match, I would have Seth Rollins take on Dolph Ziggler because they have that thing going on right now, and I would have Rollins beat that man again because why would we ever have Dolph Ziggler go over Seth Rollins? I mean, they did it on pay-per-view this year, but that was ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, I would have uh, Randy Orton and Jeff Hardy uh, meet in round one, and I put Randy Orton over because, obviously, they had you know their deal recently in the Hell in a Cell, and then you know he can finish Jeff Hardy to fuck off. And Ray Mysterio and the Miz the first round. Uh, obviously, they have history. Someone Ray can go over easily and look like a star in the process. And hopefully, Miz doesn't have to catch him uh, j- diving out the ring or anything. But <laughs> um, then that leads us to round two, a match that I think a lot of people would like: Seth Rollins and Kurt Angle. If anybody can get carry Kurt Angle right now, it'll be Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't think you put Rollins in this tournament if you're not having him wrestle three times, especially with like the old guys they got uh, bouncing around. I, I, there's no desire for a Rollins and Cena match right now. They did one earlier this year that was actually really good, but there's no reason for Cena to lose anyone but a quote unquote like current legend. I feel like um, I would put over Rollins, Rollins over Angle here because we can't we can't be having Kurt Angle go over Seth Rollins in these streets. Um, Ray Mysterio and Randy Orton, I put over uh, Randy Orton because we're going like Orton has something going right now and he doesn't need to be losing. Uh, he can catch Mysterio with RKO out of nowhere. I don't think Ray's hurt from that at all. These guys already have history in the past. Um, he can still look impressive, whatever. He can he can maul Randy Orton after the match and get saved by Seth Rollins. And then that sets up the finals of Seth Rollins and Randy Orton. And I would put Randy Orton over because – like I said, I think he has the hottest thing going right now. I think he's the best heel in WWE currently, and I think he's primed to face someone at the Royal Rumble for the championship. And that's and that's a weird thing because like we were kind of talking about this like during Hell in a Cell, like after that match with Jeff, when he was like Orton like had like his best match in like a year, like eighteen months, and it's like. Okay, like we like he's down, the guy going to be this like evil, he's this evil type of person that's like this kind of with, with the sadistic side, like where he's actually like person torturing people. So, like, and he's always going to be Randy Orton. So, like, at this point, like, when is he going to get his, his title? When is he going to get a title program with AJ and and like in his big spot or whatever else, or 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 with Daniel Bryan or whatever else? When is he gonna have a big program with somebody before before the end of the year, which like seems like it's right around the corner? And like we, we still have no answer to that. And I find find it weird because you know, we even talked about maybe it's even Ray again, because you know, kind of doing the legend kind of like the Highlander gimmick where like he's a legend that's trying to kill other legends again. And you know, he says he's going on his way to take out all your favorites, and Ray's one of the you know best baby faces and North American baby faces the last, you know, of our lifetimes. So it's like, okay, but Hey, Ray Mysterio in the Filthy Animals is also a great heel out here. Oh, yeah. Look like young Okada. <sighs> I, I I would love to know anybody listening to this show if they remember who what they remember anything about the dirty about the Filthy Animals. If they remember anything about like that faction of Conan, Ray, Eddie, and, and Billy Kidman, and um, who was that with them? Was that uh, who was who was the, the woman with them? Tori Wilson. Tori Wilson, yeah. There's no way people remember. Which we'll get to no later. Way. Sorry? Yeah. I said, which we'll get to later because Tori Wilson apparently will, you know, will be at Evolution. So <laughs> Wait, she's coming back to that too? Um, yes. She's in the Battle Royal. 
Okay. Yeah, we we gonna we gonna talk about it. Um, but yeah, I, what what do you think about that that booking? Did you have a different idea for the bracket jams? I don't really have anything in mind. I have no expectations. Like I'm just not I'm just not into it. Like I mean, I hopefully the matches are good. Hopefully they'll get time to actually be good. Hopefully you know they'll tell stories that can. Uh, hopefully there'll be some storytelling that can lead into uh, <coughs> booking in the future. That's you know I'm basically hoping it's any any other good tournament that they have. So that that's basically what I'm at, all I'm asking for. Can it be like so comment from Dan Coffin? Yeah, comment from Dan Coffin. He says Ray Russell with the horns and no mask and the filthy animals. The the legacy of Ray Mysterio and the filthy uh, animals lives on. <sighs> okay, people remember filthy animals. How about that? I think I stopped watching WCW posting <laughs> around that time. Like, bro. The, one of the funniest things when they were doing the No, no Limit Soldier stuff, they had Rey Mysterio talking about hooty hoo, and just wow. boy. So like, I, I someone needs to do a deep dive on the uh, the No Limit Soldiers in WCW. It no. ain't gonna be me, but we somebody both, needs to do it, dude. You you sucker me into watching that the first Russo epi- the first Russo episode of Nitro ever. I'm not watching any. I'm not watching any whole Nitro like from that point ever again. There's just so much stuff that's happening all at the time. Like it's, it's like this show is like so ADHD and random and like nothing. Nothing means anything. Like no, nah, I'm good. Like all the shock jock stuff, I'm good. Mm-mm. So if you guys are checking this uh, in the Facebook Square Circle, do me a favor, hit me with a like on this video as well. If you're as if you're watching on YouTube.com, hit me with a like on here because we need to get this shit seen uh, by more folks. So um, yeah, man, the <laughs> last thing or second to last thing we got to talk about, uh, we've got Evolution. So more of the card has has leaked out so far. There's an unconfirmed match that looks like it's due to be confirmed this week. Um, you know. The, with a six-woman tag with Sasha Banks, Bailey, and maybe Natalia uh, against the Riot Squad. I don't have to tell you how much this infuriates me. Uh, I sent a list to you, James, that had the 25 greatest women's matches from, um, you know, in w- WWE history from cagematch.com. Not just Meltzer shit, right? So this is just like regular fans voting, you know, for whatever. All that list contains is Sasha Banks, Oscar and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Charlotte's like, got her big match. Like I think, I think there's. What about the other two? Yeah, yeah. Like I, if I remember correctly, like seventeen of seventeen. Sasha Banks doesn't have an announced match. I mean, they buried her this year. Like Oscar don't have a match either because they buried her. Like, I mean, she's in the battle royal, but I mean, like, I mean, like a match actually matters. Like. They've buried the like they've buried Oscar over the last uh I don't know since WrestleMania. So what would that be? The last six six months? Like that that's what they done her immediately after when they, after being in the best match of WrestleMania. And then Sasha. I mean, you can look at main roster matches, main roster singles matches for the women this year, like Oscar Bailey, Oscar, Charlotte, Oscar, um, Sasha, um, these the first two Charlotte and uh, Becky matches. What else is there after that? Crazy, man. Um, yeah, so let's go through this card that we got so far. Uh, we got the Raw Women's Champion, Ronda Rousey, defending against Nikki Bella. Um, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, defending against Charlotte. They did an angle at the uh, Performance Center where Becky Lynch whooped that ass by the looks of things. Um, we got Alexa Bliss and Mickey James against Trish Stratus and Lita, and that match feels like the just the buildup and the match feels so terrible, so tired and dry. Um, we've got Kyrie Sane against Shayna Baszler, which is sure to be excellent. We've got the May Young Classic uh, finals. Uh, if you guys are up to date on the May Young Classic, the semifinals are just locked in and will air this week. You do not want to miss this episode. James and I will also be doing a show with the implications on Lords of Pain Radio on Thursday uh, to discuss the May Young uh, Classic tournament in full. But the semifinal matches we have are Io Shirai versus Rhea Ripley, and then we have uh, Mako Satomura against Tony Storm. So you guys are not going to want to miss this week. 
Um, Which match? And we'll have the finals at Evolution. Uh, I think uh, May. I think they're gonna. Mm, I, I guess Storm and Satomura. That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. Um, and then we, of course, we got a battle royal, and we got uh, a bunch of legends, quote unquote, announced uh, for for the um, battle royal. So now uh, we have Ember Moon, we have Nia Jax, Tamina, Dana Brooke, Alicia Fox, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Oscar, Carmella, Naomi, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Lana, Tori Wilson, who is in WCW. Alundra Blaze, James, is in this uh, battle royal. Ivory is here. Molly Holly, Michelle McCool, James's favorite, Kelly Kelly, and Maria Canellis. I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you just you just described Kelly Kelly as what to me? So, yeah, yeah, James's favorite, Kelly Kelly, has returned. Like. You're ready to botch everything she does. So, okay. So, how many of these women are going to be in Evolution that weren't also in the women's bat, the first ever women's bat, uh, Royal Rumble? Are all these the same? Are these the same? So exactly? looks, looks like Alundra Blaze, Alundra Blaze, Ivory, yep. Ivory Maria Canellis. Oh yeah, because Maria came out uh, you know, childbirth. Yeah. I'm just um, like the reason why I bring Dan that says up. He bets like, Molly Holly wanna... can still go. Yeah, because she was good in um in the rumble. Like the reason why I asked that is because because uh, yeah. we also have no Beth Phoenix announced for anything, which is kind of surprising to me. Um the reason why I, I mean I'm guessing that's a surprise. Like, is it gonna be a battle royal or a royal rumble? Do we know yet? They say it's gonna be a battle royal. Um, I don't know, man. Like, isn't the point of isn't the point of having like the legends or the people come back to get like the nostalgia pop is to actually like see them and get the nostalgia pop? Like, are they gonna are they gonna get interested? Get interested? Or like, you know, what I'm saying I'm kind of I'm kind of weird on this. Like, why you why would you have this many like old stars back when they're like they're just gonna be there like in a ring with twenty people? You know, or or I, I don't I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand how you're showcasing the fact that you're bringing these people back that way. Like I don't think that's effective. And I think uh, it, it's something to look at the way that a lot of the women in the past were positioned. They were never positioned as stars. So like when I think that you, that can like be spoken to um, on a lot of the reactions that even someone like Trish is getting right now. Like Trish wasn't like like a star like she wasn't a main eventer she wasn't like like they're telling us that she's this legend rather than like us knowing already and i feel like that's a lot of the you know women that we have here like they were around and they're literally just used to wrestle here like they're not legends so like when they're just filling this this battle royal with these names and it's like a legend blaze i'll give you that she's a legend she she's been all around the world she's done everything but like you're bringing back Michelle McCool, and I don't know. We it just feels like a, a redo of the Women's Royal Rumble, which I enjoyed. But we're going back to the well again, and this one doesn't scream like it's not a Royal Rumble with a, with prestige, with a lineage or anything. This is hey, we were way too lazy to design a card worth a damn. There are all y'all. We said it's gonna be fifty of y'all. We got to figure this out. Yeah, and. I mean that was a, that was the thing where like it's gonna it's gonna be a point of a point of diminishing returns where it's like okay so the women's world will work because you this is the first one is the first time ever people are into an amped you told good or um you told a good story throughout um with the, with you know the Bailey elimination uh, or or the Sasha sorry Sasha elimination Bailey uh the uh, uh the, the 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 Bellas and 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 uh. And tri I'm sorry, the Bellas there with Oscar, uh, the um, the interaction between um, Sasha and and Trish, um, Lita getting her stuff in, like, but, and also you have the interest, so you people get to pop because it's coming out every two minutes or what, or ninety seconds, whatever it is, or whatever. So 
this one is just like they just all come out and they're just gonna be in there and like you there's no everybody's gonna be in the ring cluttering it up and like nobody can be able to get their get their stuff in to tell the story. And I'm thinking like I don't think that's gonna work out that well. And I don't, you know, but whatever. Um who do you think wins this thing? I mean, I think the only person I can point at and say is Oscar. Oh, like like anyone else, I feel like it was ridiculous. But she won the the the, the regular Royal Rumble, so it's like you're gonna make let her win this one too. So maybe they, like, I would think they would put some NXT people in this, you know, Battle Royal. Um, if I'm not looking at, it. and remember, it's for a future title shot. So you go with Ember Moon, but even though she looked like an absolute geek last week and or a bum, uh, she won our LeBron James you bum of the week last week. Unless you go with someone outside the box, like you know, do you think the Charlotte and um and Becky feud is ending? So if Becky wins it, what baby faces are there over on the SmackDown side? I don't really see any. Um, if it's heels, if, if it's Charlotte that wins, right, and then they move Becky to the side, Lord forbid, you could go with someone like a Mandy Rose or Sonya Deville. Unless it's Oscar, like it, you know, it points at Oscar right now. Okay, here's an idea. How about the like the lady that like was a champion and never got her title shot back? Like fair anyway. Who? Naya. Who? Naya. Oh yeah, she got cashed in on, right? Well, no, no, she did get a get a rematch. She didn't she didn't get a fair rematch, which is my point. You can still have you could you could absolutely have her win and have her fight Rousey again. People will buy that or or be into that. Because the match was so good the first time. Yeah, they, they could run that. Um, this is Nia Jax has been so terrible outside of that Rousey thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm kind of losing it uh, with Nia right now. So um, I mean, here's the thing: all they have is bad options because they have because they've only like cared about like the only one feud at a, one program at a time between these two women's divisions. So this is their this is like you reap what you sow when you do this, like. When you look for depth, when there, and there's no depth, that's kind of on you. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm feeling like I'm gonna skip watching this card live. I think I'm gonna go to Evolve instead. I'm gonna watch it live. And like, I'm gonna watch it live. I'm gonna watch it live. Like I, I remember before I even um, started back watching before SummerSlam. I thought to myself after hearing about it, there was going to be a, there's you know there's talk of there's talk of this at a third or whatever else like I was I was like I, I was this is something I was into something I wanted to see because it's long overdue, um, so like you know whatever's bad is going to be bad and I'll call it out for being bad but like I'm I'm chances are I'm gonna, I'm gonna tune in on Sunday and I'm gonna enjoy this show because like. You got the NXT champ. You got the NXT match. You have the uh, the SmackDown women's match. Uh, see how you can see whatever the hell Nikki and um and and Ronda come up with. Um, and you know, like, what do I do? Do I think this thing was booked well? Hell no. Nah. But like, they have enough stuff to to uh, that I know could you know if they don't get in their own way, will entertain me. I'm severely disappointed with what's happened with Sasha Banks this year. And this is, this comes to a fruition like this. I, I don't know how you book this card. And then you look at Sasha Banks and what she's meant to that company. And you tell her, this is what we got planned for you. That's a slap in the face. So, um, well, I don't need to prioritize this. Well, this they've never, they've never prioritized, <laughs> they never prioritized Sasha ever, ever. Um, even when she, even when she had, you know, arguably the best feud of the year in 2016 with Charlotte, based off the matches, like, still, like, it is never, never the thing. Like, there's a reason why she was never a long-term champion. And at first, we thought it was, oh, well, you know, this kind of like the Dolph Ziggler deal, where she, you know, they say there's an injury or whatever else. Turns out, like, the person is gone for like a week or two and is back and on the road and it's, everything's fine. There's something behind this. There's something that we just don't know about is the reason why it's not getting pushed. And chances are it's a bullshit reason, but whatever. There's, there, But there's clearly some reason why they only see her at a certain level. There is definitely. More, even though she has more social media followers than all the other women um, that are contemporaries or whatever else. And, and is you know, displayed the, uh, that ability um, 
to have that caliber of match consistently on on pay-per-view or on TV when given opportunity or and also given the fact that like she's always been she's always been a we all think she's a that when the day comes when she actually gets a run as a heel, she'll be better than had she been as a face. Like, and that's another part. And so it's like there's clearly something going on that we just don't know about. And like hopefully one day we'll find out so we can stop like having having to have these conversations over and over again about like why in the world are they misutilizing this sort of talent? And that's the main thing of why like I'm into this show because regardless of how poorly I think they booked this show. Um, it's still a better, it's still a larger, uh, platform for the female talent they've had that they are, that they do have right now compared to what they're, they were currently doing or what they were doing just months ago. Like it's, it's a bigger spotlight for more people that are talented and hopefully they'll be able to showcase that because the one is one of my biggest pet peeves about this whole woman's evolution thing is compared to even NXT or, um, when it seemed like they actually gave a damn, or in 2016, what they what they present to you is so inferior to the level of talent. And like this is at least a step forward, you know, regardless of how bad I think they, but it's still a step forward than what they've done so far this year. I'm still. I think that this year has been, bro. This is like for me. This will be like all right. This is WrestleMania 30, right? But we're going to have Dan Bryan just fight Sheamus. Now, how the rest of that card go for you? And, and I feel like Sasha Banks not having a prominent role in this thing is a fucking crime. Like, it throws us a black cloud over the entire show. I won't go that far. It does dampen for me, but I don't think, like, oh, like five years from now, people will be like, yeah, this is, like, this is some doomsday last, like, mar- market, market, market moment in history of how they fucked everything up. No, I don't think that's happened. But like, it, it definitely does dampen my my enjoyment of the show, knowing that like she's gonna be in a, in a three woman tag. I'm sorry, a six woman tag when like she could have had a few with Bailey, or she could have done, or she could have wrestled um, some former legend, uh, quote unquote, or whatever else. Yeah, but like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, but it's just like WrestleMania every year. Like, there's always gonna be a handful of people that end up getting fucked over. So it's like, am I just gonna like? It sucks. But I'm still gonna watch. Boy, enjoy that Alexa Bliss and uh Mickey James and <laughs> Trish and Lita match. <laughs> Woo! Um, so the last thing I want to talk about today was uh the NXT UK uh that got started this week. Uh James, I watched this show before we went uh live. Mm-hmm. Uh what's going on, Day Day? Um and uh I really enjoyed the show. It felt like it felt different from the regular NXT. I don't know whether it was because I could see the bricks in the background. It felt grimier. It felt like it a uh, what was that? It was well lit. The yeah, backdrop yes. was well lit. It, it was well lit. The crowd was crowd was insane. Everyone that they presented sounded like a you know felt like a really big star, and it felt like a great. I love nothing more than one-hour wrestling shows, and this was like an excellent one. Yeah, um, I, I, I really, who, who I really you like the most. I love the main event. Um, yeah, I liked how they had uh, basically uh, Mustache Mountain come out as almost like the ambassadors for the show. Um, I like you know, and I, and I, I liked all the matches that were on the card. Um, because everybody worked their ass off on the show. It just, I think next week they definitely have to do some character development as far as explaining to people who these people are. Like, aside from obviously, like they have to explain who the Coffee Brothers are, and it can't just be per what they did on the on the UK tournament um, in in the summer. It has to be more than that. Like they're heels now, and they're cheating, and they're cheating, or whatever. It's like they need to like expand on these on some of these people that like we aren't that familiar with. Because not everybody watched that that second uh, UK tournament. Not everybody. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that second UK. Okay, well th- th- there you go. Like they're about to do more than just have like uh, Flash Morgan Webster co- Webster come out with like with with the, with the full gimmick on and like they need to like sit that man down and have him talk or that man dressed like a fucking boom. Like 
<laughs> I mean, it was dressed like a fucking goon. Like, yeah. it just came out of, out of a fucking back alley somewhere to save the day. Yeah. When did you, didn't, didn't he hit Buddy with uh, didn't he hit one of them Coffee Brothers with, uh, with, with the helmet? Yes, yeah, man, it was wielding the helmet on, on y'all out here. Uh, I, I really like that opener. I think Andrew's like he has something. Every time I see him, whether it's on 205 Live, one of these tournaments, he's doing a bunch of flipping and flying that I'm always down with. And I think it was Joe Coffee that he was wrestling. First time I ever se- seen him, he's like a nice, like heavyweight wrestler, like rugged, athletic. And as they said, he was a hybrid heavyweight. So that was like, oh, you hear that a lot about guys. Like, be like yeah, these big guys that can move and all that. But this guy looks like he can do a whole lot. And interested to see, like, going forward, like, how they're positioned uh, if they are uh, rivals to uh, Mustache Mountain uh, going forward. They had, yeah, they had uh, introduced another guy, I believe his name, like, uh, what was his name? They did, like, a little uh, video on him. Scott Webster, maybe? If I'm not mistaken. Scott Webster. Mm, I don't remember that at all. Okay. Um, we also saw, uh, you know, Dave Massive, who just looks like you don't want to follow that guy in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> he also uh, kicked some ass. Uh, and this is one of your favorite guys. You were texting me oh about him, Jim. Oh, my God. Okay, so the guy comes out. The first guy comes out. I have no gauge for how for how big or small he is. He just comes out. Like, okay, nice little, nice physique, nice gear. Comes out. And then Massive comes out. And came on. I saw Mastiff in the tur- in the in uh, the second in this year's tournament tournament um, UK tournament. So I was like, okay, I remember like this is that gigantic uh-huh. bo- this is that gigantic dude that like that fi- as big as he is doesn't blow up and like and like you know can do some do some flippy things or whatever or not well not flippy things but do like some athletic things or whatever. So he's not just just gigantic like uh, bowling ball of a fat guy and. He comes in his match. He just clobbers the hell out of this dude. I was like, "Yo, this is, this is, this is what I want my wrestling to be like a gigantic, a, like a gigantic person wailing the hell out of somebody, and hopefully, like the other person is gigantic and he wails on him too." But luckily, but this is a squash match, so it, it didn't turn out that way. It was just a clobbering. He clobbered this dude. It was awesome. So I've uh, got a question in the Facebook comments. They asked, "Who, um, who do you think is going to be in the main event of Raw tomorrow?" Uh, I'll go with some combination of the Shield versus the Dogs of War. <laughs> if I had to put any money down, uh, seeing as how that they they've been booking this feud uh, since Money in the Bank essentially every week, I'm tempted to go with that. Oh my god! Uh, um, it's some. It's gonna be some combination. Of those so we six. saw. Uh, some, it's gonna be yeah, some, some combination. combination of those six. Like, cause who else? I mean, whoa, 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 hold on. <clears throat> you mean a match, or do they mean like any, any, anything? Because you know, sometimes they'll main event, uh, they'll main event a go home show uh, episode with a with a, a talking segment, a promo or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they do I'm a. Not con- sure how you define it. How about this? I'm gonna go off the board, and I'm not off the board, but I'm gonna say uh, Rousey Nikki contract signing. That could that could go that could go rousing Nikki contract signing, um, they, yeah the, <laughs> this is funny evolution is right here like they, they still have so much to establish it feels like but, yeah it's almost as if they build, uh, we had Tony Storm they, well, hold on it's almost as if they decide to build a pay per view in three weeks without like you know as opposed to jumping you know getting ahead of it yeah. Um, we got Tony Storm and Nina Samuels. First time I ever saw Nina Samuels. Uh, Tony Storm wrestled a good match with her and won. That's, that's pretty much what Tony Storm does. Has yep. a good match with you, makes you look credible, and then beats you. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> like, yeah, that's literally like every single Tony Storm match I've ever seen. So, um, you know, except the one that I saw her lose, like Kyrie saying last year, but, um, and then the main event, I, I think you mentioned it was awesome. I would have probably went four stars on it. And yeah. I think that's definitely the best Noam Dar match I've ever seen. Uh, he's come back in tremendous yeah. shape uh, compared to what, you know, he, he looked like uh, before his injury. And Pete Dunn is just like, 
just vaulting up our TV wrestler of the year list. Yeah. Um, Every okay, time so, we see him, he's just night, phenomenal. Okay, so the in night one of the tournament, um, they had uh, they had the tournament, and then night two was the, the tournament winner takes on Dunn uh, for the title. Um, so on the undercard of day two, they had one. They had Tony Storm versus ba- versus Shayna, and that match. That match is one of the best women's matches of the year. Um, like I'm trying to think of what I would put above it. Um, I would put the WrestleMania. I would put Charlotte and 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 Oscar above it. I would put the Brooklyn Three uh, women's match between um, Shayna and um, Shayna and and Kyrie above it. Um, it was it's in that it's in that area. Like it's, it's one of the top five best women's matches mm-hmm. on all of W all of WWE television this year. Um, so anyway, and then also on that card on, on night two was uh, they had a four way they had a they had a quote unquote three way or five way I can't remember which one it was and then they added Noam Dar surprise entrant um, and the winner of that match is almost it was basically like a, a consolation match and then like they were with the title shot on the first on the pilot episode so like. Noam Dar showed up and he had this crazy physique that, uh, that was like, dude, where, where, where was this? Like, I don't, you know, I haven't watched 205 yeah. live in in months, but like, yo, were you hurt and came back? Because you look like, you know, you look great. So, anyway, they had a great, they had a great match with like, I think it was Flash Morgan with Webster. Um, oh my god, I can't remember who else was in it. Um, but anyways, besides the point. So like, he had a great match on that too, on that show too. Um. And then this uh-huh. one, like, I mean, I, I don't know which one was better, honestly, but like, because those guys were working so hard in that, in that multiple multiple person match, but, um, but yeah, like this match is great. Um, it makes you, it makes you wonder, like, is is he now on two hundred five live, or is he in the same situation with like, you know, like the like the British Strong Style guys, where it's like, okay, this person is going to be over here working these shows, I'm and then it's time for tapings, we fly them out, and they have to come right back. Right. Because and I, I think now, uh, and I'd love to see this. Like, I'd love to see this like a year from now. Like, they should be having like a NXT versus NXT UK takeover. Like, and then like do one in the in the UK, and then do one in the um, you know, in full sale. Like every year. Like they should do two of those. Um. Yeah, I can see that. I, I think the thing is. Um, like you hear some of the talk that, that Triple H has had about the local about the local NXTs, where eventually, like he wants one in Japan, he wants one, he wants one all throughout different parts of the Western world, right? Like that's in part of some one some of the reasons why they were trying to do that Latin America tournament. Like they want they want you know to have um, an a, a local NXT there too, and then they can have these shows air, and they can kind of have like, like almost like a ter- an international territory system, and they want to an idea is to swap talent. Um, amongst it or whatever else. So I wonder, like, in lieu of having guys come to the main roster that they know that you you know like this person is not built for the main roster because no one's really built for the main roster. You just you know like you go there and you get destroyed. I don't give a damn. Yeah. I don't give a damn if, if I don't give a damn how 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 I don't know what you're. I don't know like it doesn't matter who you are. You'll get fucked up on the main roster. Besides point, like if you're someone like, let's say a Johnny Gargano or a Adam Cole or um, a Lars who like the second Lars shows up like uh, two years from now, like, like, Oh yeah, you're not, you're only like six, five. You're not really a monster. Like, what are we going to do with you? Um, so we're going to have you stand next to the big show and he going to punch you in the face. Right. So it's like, do they, are they, be- are these people, if the idea is to swap talent, like is do they when do they start doing it? Because it'll be it'll be really cool to be able to, you know, in a year from now, like instead of they bring in some other um British indie guys, they also bring in people from, from actual main WWE mainland American NXT and bring them to the UK and have them interact with this new talent to try to learn and, and get better. I think I think and also, you know, have fresher programs. I would love to see that. Yeah, I I'd love to see like one of those Starcade '95 style best of seven 
uh, deals. So, <laughs> I, and I want to, I, I want the NAC champion versus uh, Pete Dunn as a main event. I want the women's uh, as a main event, and then I want the best of seven underneath them. So <laughs> that's that, that's what I want. That's my dream. So uh, hopefully that thing can uh, get rolling. So, but besides that, I don't really think there's too much more to cover this week, unless I'm tripping. Uh. Oh, I had a question in the comments. Said, "Do you think Ray Mysterio will be the one who dethrones AJ Styles?" No, I don't see. I don't see Ray touching the world title. Uh, I don't think he's going to work that kind of schedule. And also, like, well, mm, I, I I don't see it for, for Ray. He's working more day. Apparently, he's working more days than Orton and Daniel Bryan, which is like mind-boggling stupid. Mm. Mind-bogglingly stupid to me. I don't like. <laughs> He's in his he's in his early forties. He's been wrestling for like twenty five years. Why in the world yeah, would he have to? I, I don't see him often? being world champion. Yeah, I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't see him being a world champion. I, I'm I'm more concerned on hopefully his body can hold up so he can actually you know fulfill the contract as opposed to be hurt all the time. Like, can we worry about that yeah. as opposed to put the title uh, as opposed to putting the title on him? <laughs> I'd like to just see him have a bunch of cool matches. Like, I, if you got him, just ma- have him wrestle all the guys he hasn't faced uh, since he's been gone for a couple years. Like, Nakamura was a good start. Um, if you run him, like, we never Andrade. really got a proper um, Brian and Ray match. Um, Styles. I, I think you got to, yeah, Andrade, San Almas. I think that's the no brainer that everyone wants. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't know. I would have liked to see him on Raw, too. So, uh, depends, you know, how they want to do it. Remember, this is WWE; they can fuck anyone up. So, um, just you know, just 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 hope, just, just hope beyond hope that they know what they're doing with uh, Mysterio, and they don't run him into the ground. I can't remember who it was that I heard this week, I and mean, they made a great point, and like it almost it staggered me. Who is the person that Vince originally like? Can you name think anybody that became a gigantic star or they name like the level of a, a main adventure, right? While also like taking basically the gimmick that they were given or off jump from Vince, besides the Undertaker. Like they walked in door. So what was the question? How many main eventers has Vince ever had that he actually uh, that actually made it to a main event status and it was actually like a deserved main event status with like the gimmick that Vince originally gave him or her while walking through the door? Besides Undertaker, uh, shit, not many. Like someone, like, they always had to had to change it. Maybe Kurt Angle. Well. Brock. Kind of, but he brought him in as a, I mean, the, I was, how about this? That answer, it, it, there's so little people that you can think of, I'll count that as a yes. I'll say yes, Angle. Even though Angle came in as a baby, as an American uh, hero, he had to turn into a, 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 a baby face and didn't realize he was a heel. I mean, a heel didn't realize he was a, I'm sorry, Dan, he was Dan a. Dan Coffin said. Uh, the, the, sorry? Yeah, Dan Coffin said the ultimate, Dan Coffin said the ultimate warrior. Oh, Yeah. I was thinking more of I was thinking more uh, like even, you know since I was thinking more towards since the Monday Night Wars, but sure if you want to go back that far, sure. Ric Flair, right? Um, Look, you brought in Ric Flair and he was a, he made him a man event, right? <laughs> no, Ric Flair was just a guy that like, bro, I can't even think of a picture I've ever seen of Ric Flair in a suit in the WWE. He always just was wearing the robe. I guess he was like, that's like too close. he I made his whole thing wearing a robe. I'm assuming it was like, oh, well, that's too close to Million Dollar Man. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's what it was. Like, you can't also wear a suit because we already have a heel wearing a suit. <sighs> yeah. Um, who else? Can I? I'm sure there's more guys I can think of. Brock. Uh, he's a yep. fucking killing machine. Brock will <laughs> be one. Besides that, it gets real slim. Maybe Sheamus. You consider Sheamus a real legitimate main eventer? Because I don't. No, I don't. 
a no, no. Like, like as far as like a list like guy, like no, like Daniel Bryan had to switch a bunch of stuff up. Um, not not Daniel Bryan, not Randy Orton, Hart, no. not Shawn Michaels, not The Rock, not Austin, not Batista. Yeah. So what did he? What, what did he Triple say H. all that to say? I mean, it was it's just a point. It wasn't that, actually. It wasn't like a larger point being made at the time. I can't remember who who saying it, but it was more or less like you're saying like, "Oh, I'll give it." Was it was like, dude, like this will fuck up anybody. It was what his point was, and like, and and like think of all the talent that like Vince may have squandered because he pushed somebody to do something and it didn't work out, and then Vince got impatient and decided to pull the plug on it. And it, I think it was a reference to like how people get those three pushes. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's like. I mean, maybe this can reinvent somebody and they can move on and they become somebody, but like chances are like chances are you're gonna come in as a drifter, walk as a literal streetwalker on the streets, like in in hallways looking like a vampire, and then next thing you know, you have to become the rated R super superstar to get some shit cracking for you. Chances are it's the case. <laughs> like chances are you're yeah. gonna come in as a as yeah. as a as like a motherfucker with a chain around his neck, holding up a briefcase for for D- trying to get Devon over, and then like you, <laughs> and then you get put you get put with you know with Randy Orton, Ric Flair, and Triple H, and then become Batista. Like that's chance are that's what's gonna have to happen for you in WWE. Man, it's crazy when you think about it like that. Like chance that's are gonna wrap up the show uh, this week. Over. Chances are you're gonna come in as a prototype and say to tell uh Kurt Angle you have ruthless aggression wearing a ridiculous with a ridiculous haircut and, and shorts, and eventually you have to start wrapping your ass off to become the top the guy in the company in the industry for like the next 15 years. Chances <laughs> are this was gonna have to happen. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh man. Um yeah, so We've got, um, you know, make sure you guys are checking out. Uh, thank you guys all listening to the show uh, this week. And make sure you check out uh, James and I's show uh, that drops late Tuesday nights on the Lords of Pain Radio Network, where we review Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Um, check out all the other uh, great shows here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We've got The Outsider's Edge. We've got the Ricky and Clive show, uh, Keeping It Strong Style, and Grown Men Watch This Shit, and definitely all the other shows on Lords of Pain Radio. James, you got anything to add before we uh, roll about this week? Uh, no, not really. Um, I, I just really hope that these shows are going to be good, like in the coming uh, big shows in the coming week or so, um, or two weeks. Um, if you want to include Saudi Arabia, like I really hope so. Like I'm, I'm I desperately want uh, Evolution to be good, but if it's not, it's just not. Um, and and, and just like hope anything else, hope. when it comes to and it's just like anything else when it comes to WWE, like it's a fake show. Um, injuries happen, but outside of injuries, everything else is completely controlled and it's something that you set up. So if it sucks, it's on you. Yeah, it ain't on us. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so uh appreciate that dan dan says he always loves listening to us um yeah just make sure you guys keep spreading the word hitting us with the likes and everything else so try to keep this shit going but um yeah that's gonna wrap this up peace later say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.